Hey beauties! Hey beauties! We're back and better than ever. We're, you know what? I don't know if we're better than ever, but we're better than yesterday. Well, you know what, guys? You'd be really proud of us because today we're cheersing water and not Ooh. wine. Me and Nicolette have been drinking like fucking fish lately, and we realized that we're getting a little bloated. So we're like, you know what? Health and wealth this week. Health and wealth. Health and wealth. At least till the weekend. <laughs> I know. I was at a drag show last night. You know, happy Pride Month. Happy babies. Um, so I drank like four tequilers. Particular seltzers, and you know, mom had to drive me home. Oh, but it's okay. <laughs> well, Lisa was living, living for living Lisa. For Lisa. All right, Anna. So give us a little sniffing or idea what we're going to be talking about today. Well, if you guys could guess it, this is actually a procedure that me and Nicolette have both done before. So what do you guys think it is? Let's give them a let's give them a pause to ponder it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Beauty talk. Beauty talk. Well, you guessed it, beauties. It is breast implants. Woo! Big old titties. Shake your tits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking all about breast implants. We're going to be going through the procedure, the different types of implants, different types of enhancement that you can do. And basically what you can expect. Um, We did a poll on Instagram of what you guys wanted to hear next. And everybody was replying, breast implants. So I was like, wow. Let's give the people what they want. Let's give the people what they want. So, Nicolette, why don't you start it off with kind of like the different types of breast implants and what they can expect when they're going in for a consultation. Of course. So when you go in for a consult... There's many factors and many questions that you can ask the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think anybody who goes into a consult kind of has an idea of what their dream breast yeah. would like to be. So when you talk to the doctor, there's obviously talking about size of the implant, mm-hmm. profile. So for many of you that don't know, profile just means projection. Yeah. And shape. Yes. So we're going to go into a little bit about all of it, but just so you have some background of what a breast augmentation is like, typically a a physician will make an incision. They can make it either either under the breast, under the areola, on the crease. Mm -hmm. Um, Some physicians will go through the armpit. Yeah. And some some physicians will go through the areola. Yeah. There's many different techniques. You have to do your research on the doctor. The most standard and traditional technique is to do it on the crease of the breast under the nipple. Mm-hmm. So usually what they do is they make a tiny incision and they'll pay, place the implant under the muscle. Yes. And they never place it on top um, just because there is movement and you want it to appear very natural. So that's why they do it under the muscle. I've heard, well, actually I've heard of patients that call and like they talk to me on the phone and they told me like, well, the doctor I went to put it above the muscle and then it starts drooping. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the muscle actually holds it into place better because yes. the implant can be heavy on your chest if the muscle isn't holding it in there. I would assume. I just feel like when I've seen pictures of people who do it over the muscle, it doesn't look natural. It just yeah. looks like a ball on top. The muscle kind of makes that and groove you have and smoothness. Then you just are relying on your skin to kind of hold it there. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, that makes me nervous. So let's talk about size, Anna. What size do you have? And I'll tell you what size I have. Okay, well, I wanted to go big or go home. Just kidding. I didn't go too big. But, oh, bra size we're talking about. Okay, so before I was a, I was a big B, small C. Yeah. 
And now I'm like a big C, you know. But You're like a D, honey. I'm bordering a D, I'm not going to lie. Some yeah. bras, like if I go to Victoria's Secret, which I don't, but if I was going to go there, I would be a D because yeah. they always, they're, I fucking hate Victoria's Secret, sorry, but their bras, I do. But yeah, so I could be bordering a D. It just all depends on the bra, but in most bras, I'm a C. I have bought a few that are a D. But, yeah, I just think they fit my body because I'm a little bit wider in my torso than Nicolette is. So I think that they're perfect. I told my doctor what I wanted, and he literally – I was like, I want to be big, but I don't want to be too big. Like, I don't want to look unnatural. I want to look natural. I want to look like it's my body. And I'm obsessed with them. It's the best decision I've ever made personally. So whatever you do, you know, speak to a physician about sizing, profile, and shape – you have to ask their expertise because mm-hmm. everything's different. I can see a woman with 300 cc's and then I can see another woman and they com- look completely different because you have to take into account your structure and stature. And your own breast tissue. Some yes. people have more breast tissue than others. I had zero breast tissue. So before I had my breast dog, I lost about 30 pounds, which I was like skinny mini before my yeah. breast dog. I had no breast tissue. I really never had any breast tissue. Mm-hmm. I was not blessed in that department. I was like an A cup. I had more of like, okay, I'm just going to blow my own spot right now. Yeah. I literally had mosquito bite nipples. Like, <laughs> I literally had a puffy nipple, no breast tissue. Yeah. It was embarrassing to take my bra off, like, while having sex. But, like, I never would do it because I, like, was so insecure about it. And you know what? People were like, don't get your breasts on. All my friends were like, you don't need it. You don't need it. I'm very petite up top. So when I was doing my breasts, I was like, I want to look natural. I want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to go too big. I just want to be a C. I yeah. want to wear a shirt without a bra mm-hmm. and call it a day. And then they never drop to the floor. I remember when you were going to get them, you were very nervous in the beginning because you were just scared that he was going to go too big. You yes. were really scared that it was like <clears throat> you were going to regret it after with the size and everything like that. What size and- do you have again? 330 cc so i have 275 yeah i used to be a flat a and now i'm like a c a nice c yeah well i had actually the opposite situation of nicolette i always had like pretty decent breasts my whole life and then when i hit like 23 i started losing a lot of weight at like i called it my baby weight but it wasn't baby weight at 323 but like i just started slimming out and Along with that, I lost a lot of breast tissue. So I pretty much needed a lift too, but I just didn't go for the lift because I was like, I'll do that after I have kids, you know, whatever. Plus, when you get your implants done, they're going to naturally lift your breast because of the way that, I don't know, the way that it's placed in the muscle. Yes. But, um... Because you really didn't need a full lift. No. They were just like a little droopy, but now it looks like yeah, and I natural. Yeah, I wasn't willing to deal with the scar of the lift yet, personally. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. It's not like people could see, but I just, did, I just didn't want it. So, I went with just the implants. I'm really happy with them. They did lift my breast. They're not... Obviously, they're not going to be as high as someone who didn't need a lift. But I think that it almost makes it look more natural, in my opinion. Yeah. Which... I personally like. And also, um, size is very difficult when you have to deal with profile as well. Yeah. Because I have a smaller size. Yes, I have 275. Meanwhile, Anna has um, 330. 330. Mm-hmm. That's a drastically different size, but I have ultra high profile. So basically, yeah. um, the profile, there's low, moderate, high, and ultra high profile. Yeah. So that's just the projection. When you are a slimmer girl... Um, and you have more of a narrow torso for the itty bitty girls out there um, who have narrow frames. 
an ultra pro high, ultra high or regular high profile is better because it gives you more projection. Yeah. And when you do a higher projection, it makes the implant a little bit more narrow so it looks natural to your structure. I personally haven't seen a lot of people get low profile. Have you? No, I, I don't see. I, I see, see moderate. moderate. Yeah, do you have no. moderate or you have no, high? No, no, no. I have high profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that. I've seen like the physical implant, but I actually haven't seen a lot of people get it. So I don't, I want to know the difference of why someone would choose that from like a personal experience. Personal experience. Yeah, so I'd exactly. Love to know. I've seen moderate. I know many girls who have moderate profile. Um, yeah, so beauties, if you have low profile breast implants, let us know why you decided to go that route. You yeah, know? Definitely. we're curious. <clears throat> um, now, when it comes to the shape, yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because there's so many different types of shapes yes. in this. Well, the most popular shapes <clears throat> is either round mm-hmm. or teardrop. Those are the most popular. Um, we're going to get into a little bit about textured, but let's talk about um, round and teardrop. Yeah. So, uh, teardrop kind of forms the natural shape of the breast. So when you have a round implant, sometimes it gives a higher projection at the top of the breast, which isn't more like seen in natural breasts. Yeah. Natural breasts have that slope. Yeah. So that's what the teardrop effect gives. Um, so yeah, the teardrop literally looks like a teardrop. Um, people choose it because there's more projection towards the bottom of the breast rather than the top. Uh, I... I personally wouldn't go with a teardrop because I like the projection of the round ones, but um, everybody's different. Everybody wants what they want, and a lot of people are scared to get implants because they don't want to look fake, so sometimes they go for a shape that's more natural to their body. And that's something you have to discuss with your physician as well. Yes. Um, There are pros and cons to each. With the teardrop, the only complication that I found to be you know most prevalent is that if the implant does rotate it does look very unnatural of course just because it has a specific shape meanwhile if the round implant rotates within the breast it's still round on every side so there's not going to be too much of a variation with the way your breasts look Mm -hmm. i think the most important thing is i remember when i went in for my consult me and nicola have a disadvantage because we work in the practice so my doctor came to me and he was like oh, well, what size do you want? I go, I think I want like 300 cc's. He goes, um, Anna, what bra size do you want? I was like, oh, like a full C, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we didn't do any consultation. Like we did the abnormal route. We didn't go through a consult because we trust our boss. Like, yeah, of course. We knew what his work was. So we kind of spoke to him the day of our procedure. Yeah. And yeah. it was a little <laughs> overwhelming, but like he was so comforting and I was like, let's go. Honestly, for some reason, I wasn't nervous at all. And I think it's because I was one of the last out of my friends that I work with to get them done. So I've literally watched them all get it done. I've watched them all recover from it. Nicolette was literally cleaning her kitchen the night she came home. So I had very high hopes for myself. I mean, now that I went through it, I think she's a psychopath, but it's fine. It's okay. You know what? You're a different breed. (laughs) I live with my mother. So when I hear her, I just like, I I have to be moving. I have to be doing something. And I just can't rest in bed because, you know, rest is for the week. No, I mean, everybody's recovery (laughs) process is a little different. Yeah, she's kidding, obviously. Everybody has to, you have to listen to your body too. Like, if your body is telling you to, like, take it easy, rest, then definitely do that. But Nicolette's body was telling her to mop the floor in her kitchen, so that's fine. But I really wouldn't suggest that everybody who 
we'll go through a breast augmentation. You really should rest. Yeah. A full weekend is all you really need. For sure. It's such a quick recovery. You get pain medication. I didn't even take the pain meds because I just took Tylenol. I was a champ. You were a champ. I took... I didn't take the pain meds, but I took the muscle relaxer. That was what I really needed because I think that we tell them at our office all the time, they're like, we're going to prescribe you the pain meds, but you might not need them because I think what helped the most was the muscle relaxer because at the end of the day, you don't feel pain after you get a breast augmentation. Mm -hmm. You just feel extreme tightness. Like you did like a crazy chest workout and you kind of have, I mean, I personally had dinosaur arms after, like I couldn't really like lift my arms fully up. I couldn't extend them too much for the first like couple days. Um, Sean was helping me get out of bed because like if you, so you're supposed to lay down propped up for the first like week or two. Uh, no, it's supposed to be four weeks. Oh. Hun, oh. four weeks you're supposed to lay up. So you're laying up on your back with your pillows propped under you for four weeks. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I was lying on my back for a long time. Well, no, I'm not, when I say propped up, I mean like the first two weeks I was like basically sitting up. Yeah. You know? And then as the weeks went on, I kind of like... Lowering yourself. Lowered. I wasn't lying flat, but I don't ever lie flat. Again. And I just want to go over the quick fact because um, this is also important, the type of implant. Mm-hmm. We'll just go quick into it. Yeah, of course. Um, so the type, um, you have silicone or saline. Yeah. So we both have silicone implants. So what mm-hmm. that means is it's a coagulated um, gel formula in the breast implant. So it's like a gummy bear. So if you were to bite a gummy bear in half. It, it doesn't leak. It just, it holds together. Yes. And the saline implant. So the difference in the pro to do saline, it's a smaller incision. Because what they do is place the implant under the muscle and then they fill it up while it's under the muscle. Yeah. Like while it's inside of you. While so you don't have to make a big incision to fit the whole implant in that incision. Correct. And then with the gummy bear, obviously they make it a tiny bit bigger, but they're able to insert that implant under the muscle. I've actually seen two different ways of putting it in. Like obviously you could put it in the traditional way and then I've seen some people they have like this little funnel that yes. they kind of shoot it up. I've seen that too. You've seen it? Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah that's know. really cool too. But I feel like the incision would be smaller doing it that way too but I don't. Oh yeah. I've seen that during the areola though. Yes. Actually. So the yeah, areola is a technique that many people will do so they don't have the scarring and mm-hmm. also through the armpit so that's the axillar incision. Um, I actually know somebody who did an axillar incision, and their boobs look great. Yeah? It's just a little bit more complications when it comes to that. That's what I was going to say. I just heard that. Because you have a lot of nerves on Right, your arm. exactly. I heard that the best, the safest route to do is under the breast. I personally wouldn't want someone to do it around my areola just because I don't want to really mess with it. I don't want, like, you know, I, I do want to breastfeed one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to at this point, but, like, I would rather the least, like, I, I guess trauma to it as possible. I guess. You know? Who knows? Maybe I'll mess with your nipple sensation. Yeah, exactly. And let's talk about nipple sensation later. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yes. Let's get into that. Silicone and saline, the difference. I mean, most people will go with the silicone implants. Yeah. It's a safe, you know, people hear silicone and they're like, oh my God, isn't that lethal to the body? No, it's safe just because yeah. it's in that capsule. It's not going to leak within the body. Even but if it ruptures, it's not an emergency. Like you don't no. have to rush to the hospital because it's not leaking throughout your body. So honestly, I really like the silicone implants. And I they think say it feels more natural yeah. as silicone. Which is funny because I would have assumed without knowing that, I would have assumed that the saline would feel more natural because it's more of like a water bag, but then again, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I love well, my Well, over time. I keep like, touching them, guys. Yeah. If you can't see me right now, I literally, every time I talk about the implants, I'm like touching my own implants. I'm like, Nicola, it's probably uncomfortable. So. No, I'm not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's normal in my life. I'm always touching my boobs. I had some guy at a bar tell me, you touch your boobs a lot. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, why don't we bring on our guest? Ooh. We're going to introduce her in just a second. Let's just ring, ring her real quick. Alright beauties, so we have a special guest, one of my really, really good friends. Her name is Jenna. She just recently had a breast augmentation at our practice that we work at and we're bringing her on so she can tell you all about it. Say hi Jenna. Hello. (laughs) So Jenna, why don't you start telling us a little bit about your experience doing a breast augmentation start to finish. Why don't we start with like the consultation. So the consultation I did in 2019, it was December 2019, mm-hmm. and I remember going in uh, to the Manhattan office, and then, um, so I was, like, pretty much an A cup. I liked my boobs because they were perky, but they were obviously, they were just small, so without a bra, so when I wore bathing suits and bikinis and stuff, I felt like a little boy, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, Nicolette kind of said that was her experience, too. Yeah. Who? Nicolette? Yes. Yeah. So, in, like, shirts, braless and stuff, like, in the summer, I felt cute. Like, that, like, small boob look. You know what I mean? Like, I felt cute. But when I had a bathing suit on, when it came to, like, that type of a thing, being a little bit more exposed, I felt, like, so little girl-ish. And I'm, like, about to be 30 years old. You know what I mean? So, I'm, like... I wish I could fill out a bikini better yeah. and, like, certain things better. Like, a low-cut shirt, things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I always had to wear, like, if I wanted to make my boobs look like I actually had boobs, I had to wear, like, a pretty decent push-up bra. Yeah. Um. So, I basically wanted my boobs to look how they looked in a push-up bra. So, I didn't want to look too big. I have a small frame. Nicolette actually inspired me the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because um, I felt like... I saw yours. I remember I went in for the consultation first because Anna was like, listen, and for my consult, I'm getting mine done. Like, we should get them together. And I had always thought about it, but it wasn't, like, that much of a reality. And so when I went for the consult, like, they made me feel very comfortable. Like, they'll look natural because I've seen people who've gotten them thought different, like, different doctor mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, no, like, it doesn't fit their frame. Like, they look too fake. Like, they just look too much for that like doesn't look good like you could tell that they got implants and you kind of wanted to go for a more natural look i think everybody puts the stigma on like plastic surgery like oh my god you you look so fake no people get things done like to them surgically or non-surgically and they can still look just enhanced like a little bit enhanced. like it doesn't have to look ridiculous you know what i mean exactly Um, you can still look like yourself and just a little more fuller you know once I got to see, a, a, like, a live in-person viewing of, like, his work. I was like, okay. A live like, sample. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, Jenna's, um, Jenna's situation was a little weird because she had did her consultation right before the pandemic, and she had her surgery scheduled for during the pandemic, so kind of everything shut down, and she had to keep postponing it because then she postponed it, and then, like, you know, shit happens. Life happens, and then she, she didn't plan for the other time frame, so... It kind of was far off from your original consultation, right? Right. So it was over a year after my consultation yeah. that I got this actually done. So I was kind of like far away from like the mindset of it. I was like kind of not mentally there yeah. anymore. Like I was like, 
out of sight, out of mind. Like, I almost forgot that I was getting this done. But then I was ready to just, like, get it over with. And then this was my second time postponing. I forgot. And your girl got her period, you know, like, right (laughs) before the surgery. And I was popping Advil. And the day before the surgery, I go to pull out the pre-op sheet that I got months before. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been popping Advil, and I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Like, I wasn't, like, because it's a blood thinner, and yeah. I allowed to take it for two weeks before the yeah. surgery, and I was freaking out. So just to give the <laughs> listeners kind of a background, prior to any procedure, we tell patients to bulk up on iron and vitamin C just to get their immune system ready and, obviously, their blood levels ready for a procedure. Exactly. Also, they shouldn't be taking anything like Advil, ibuprofen, any type of pain medication that has a blood thinner in it. So we usually tell patients to take Tylenol instead. If anything, yeah. And I, the first thing I asked her when she told me that, I was like, well, have you been taking your iron still? And she was like, yeah, I've been taking my iron. I'm like, okay, well, that's good because maybe it'll just balance it out. So, Jenna, tell us about the actual day of your procedure, what it felt like, the emotions behind it, and what happened. So what's actually weird about that is I was having so many emotions up and down prior to it, like the months prior, the weeks prior, yeah, and the days prior. Going into it that day, I was totally cool and calm and collected. Well, of course, until they put the IV in me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have to post that video really quick on the on the um, Instagram because. I have never seen such a sight. Like, I've never seen someone so weird about needles, I guess, because I've never been that weird about needles. But this girl was freaking out when they put the IV. She was like, I can't even look at my arm. Like, I just can't look at it there. (laughs) I felt so lucky, though, to have Anna, who works there, as a friend. Because during COVID, you can't obviously have anyone else, like, going with you. So my boyfriend or anything would go with me. And I wouldn't have been able to handle, like, just sitting there with my thoughts, like... I think that's when I was calm because I had, like, you there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Anna's done this before. Nicolette's done this before. Mm-hmm. Everyone here has done it before. Exactly. And this is another day in the office for you guys, you know? So I wanted a C. So I went from A, and I wanted a small C. And I remember <laughs> telling the doctor. So they had already put the, some drugs in, like, I took a Benadryl, a... Um, muscle relaxer, what else did they give you right bef- like before you go into surgery? I they- think I think the anti-nausea, I think they yeah, give they you. Yeah, they give the anti-nausea medication. Yeah, they give you something in the IV that just makes you a little calm. I don't know what it is, but it's something in there that just like calms you down before they're going to put you under the actual anesthesia. But they, they give me a little drug cocktail with the yeah. Benadryl and the muscle relaxer. It took like probably 20 minutes till I felt that, but the funny thing is, I ended up sitting there longer than expected because mm-hmm. of a surgery before me. So I started feeling a little loopy. And by the time the doctor came in and asked me to go over what size I wanted again, I was like, nah. I was like a mess. I was like, Nicolette. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I just want Nicolette. I remember. So, oh, my God. As soon as I'll never forget that he asked me that. It was all, like, so fast. I was taking it I put my face mask, like, you know, the mask you have to wear for COVID. I put that over my whole face, like, I did accordion style, <laughs> yeah. so I can nap. And I was napping, and I remember then coming in, and I, like, took it down really quick, like, trying to act cool, like, I wasn't just sleeping. And then he was like, what size do you want? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, Nicolette. And then... 
They, then that anesthesiologist came in and just freaking put the needle with whatever was going in there to knock me out, like, into the IV. And yeah. the next thing you know, Anna's coming over to help me walk. Whoever's on my right's helping me walk. And I, that's the last thing I remember. She asked Anna, like, the sizing, like, to make sure... Like, I would like it, which I was happy Oh, did they pull you into the OR? Yeah, so they called. I remember I was freaking out because Julia, who was the medical assistant at the time, she was like, Dr. Greenberg needs you right now. And then I start walking out because I'm freaking out. I was like, Nicolette, finish this console call for me. And she was like, oh, he just wants to check the sizing. I'm like, are you serious? I thought it was an emergency. Like, I thought I was panicked because he wanted me to, he was like, she wants to be Nicolette's size, but Nicolette's size is a little bigger than this. What do you think? And I was like, listen, I think that looks perfect for her body because you also have to remember she's smaller than Nicolette. Yeah. Like, they're very similar in their torso size, but Nicolette's a little taller and Jenna's a little more petite. So I think he went with a really good size his first, like, I guess his professional opinion. And what size did you get, Jenna? Um, two, wait, what did you get? 275? Yes, she got 255. 255, yeah. Oh, awesome. And did you get, like, ultra high profile or just uh, regular high? high? Just high profile. Okay. Yeah. See, we were just talking about the different shapes before because you have to kind of ask your physician about what shape would be perfect for your frame, too. Yeah, and I think especially since Jenna kept saying that she wanted them to be natural, you don't want to go too high profile because... Mm -hmm then it's going to give her more of that fake look. And I also forgot to mention, with profile, they also take into consideration where your nipple is placed on your body. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Jenna said she had perfect boobs before, so I'm sure she had a great nipple placement. Yeah. Mine was a little bit on the constricted side. So what that means is it's a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times they'll use the ultra high profile to make it more projected so it doesn't have that effect. Where and it it'll lift your nipple too. Yes. So that's what it did. Yeah. I, I that's That was my issue that I my nipples were like almost facing down. I just did regular high profile, but it definitely did lift my nipple. I'm very happy. Like I said a million times so far. But, <laughs> um, but I remember... Like, when I woke up in the, um, not the OR, but when the I woke up, um, I was so cold, and it was honestly very painful. Is anybody else? I heard, Nicolette, you were, like, a pretty good sport with me. Yeah. So, I, what I type of pain did you feel when you say that? So, it felt very, like, my muscles hurt. Like, yes. my pec muscles hurt. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't work out and I don't work out my pecs, so like that's what I imagine it to be like, like exactly. times a thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what they kind of prepped us. Well, for me personally, they kind of prepped me for that. Like when I was in my pre-op right before I went in for surgery, they were telling me they're like, "You're gonna feel a lot of weight on your chest for the beginning. Now, if you're not having a heart attack, like that's just." the implant you're it's not used to that size so it's going to feel very heavy on your chest so definitely feels very very tight in the first few like I would say the first super week. tight and I was like out of breath for like the longest mm -hmm. time like I couldn't I couldn't go on a walk like I tried to go on a walk with my boyfriend while he walked my dog down the street and I was like all I could do for the first few weeks was hold my chest even if I wasn't physically holding the actual boobs I would put my hands 
like crossed against my chest. Like I felt like I had to just like hold them tight. It was the weirdest thing, especially in the shower. Did you feel like they were part of your body in the beginning? Because I know that like happens. Like you feel like it doesn't feel like it's part of you. Absolutely not. I felt like someone taped two watermelons on my chest and they were going to fall off at any moment. Like that's literally what it felt I had the same experience. Nicola said she didn't have that experience, but I remember the first time I took a shower afterwards, I was literally holding my boobs because I just felt like they were going to fall off of my body. I was like, I, I don't I don't trust this incision right now. I just feel like yeah, it's just going to bottom out. I absolutely felt like, because you just got cut open to be put, like, these implants in. So I, I felt like I had to make sure I could hold them in because they feel like they could fall off. Yep. Like I said, it felt like someone just taped some two heavy, like, things on my boobs. Like, that's all that they, Like, it didn't feel like it was inside of me. Yeah. So... And I'm just imagining in my head, like, the same problem I have with the IV, I, like, envision something, like, it can't wrap my brain around it, so <laughs> I just picture these large things about to just fall through the hole. Like, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, Fall yeah. through the nipples. <laughs> but it feels like the, I, I think I felt the same way. Like, I, I would say it took me a full, a full two weeks to be able to shower and, like, even at two weeks, when I, like, stopped holding them, it still felt yeah. weird, but I was like, I don't want to hold them because I want them to start feeling natural, so I don't want to keep, like, I don't know, yes. supporting them. I had the exact same timeline. I couldn't believe, like, I remember, I think my mind, and I know I've told Anna this, my mind was set for the idea that when I went in for the consult, basically said, like, oh, after two, three days, you'll be fine, you'll you could go back to work, not knowing I worked in a restaurant on my feet, doing like have, like heavier lifting, using my arms, yeah. like lifting. So for me, I took a full month off of work, which I'm very glad I did. Um, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, mess anything up. But um, I'm picturing I had like two, three days. I'll feel not normal, but pretty normal. Like that's what I'm picturing. Right? Yeah. Two, three days. I am like. When am I going to feel normal? I'm dying to feel normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could barely, like, I could walk after a few days, like, you know, but you're still on medications and, like, you're still kind of feeling, like, just, like, these heavy things on your chest. Um, I feel like you feel foggy for the first week, you know? Yes. So, I couldn't believe, though, every week I'd hit, like, the one week, two week. I felt a world of a difference. Yeah. Like, I'm, like... And I know you said this, Anna, like, you're not going to believe how you felt the week before. Like, you can't even remember how bad that felt because each week feels so much different, like, better, you know, every week. Yeah. And I'm at the point now, I'm two months, I'm two months out and I can sleep on my chest now. Like, I sleep on my stomach sometimes. The first month was definitely, I still, like, slept, um, propped up. Yeah. And after the, after the one month, I started, like, immensely feeling way, like, more normal. Like, mm-hmm. I actually felt like, I don't, I honestly don't feel like I really have implants at this point. Like, I right. really feel like they're mine. Yeah. they're very, they're not too big. Like, I actually got shocked because I ordered dresses for weddings, and I've always been an extra small. Mm-hmm. And... I ordered all these extra smalls, and I'm realizing I have to go up a size because yeah. I forget that my boobs are big, and I have to allow room for that. Yeah. I really feel normal now. Like, it's, I'm shocked because you know how I felt, like, two months ago. I was like... I know. When you're going to come in for your day one post-op, and they're going to remove the bandaging, we, like, prep patients. Like, they're going to be high, hard, and ugly. Like, they're going to be ugly because of the way that they have to push the implant so high. Your boot, like, they have to drop. So, yeah, so your breasts have to drop after 
you get your breast augmentation. At first, they're going to look very unnatural. They look like they're sitting on almost like your collarbone, you know? So the one thing that we do say is typically like a week out, you're going, right? It's one week, right? Yes, one week. One week out from your procedure is when you're going to start being able to massage your breast. So your breasts have to drop after you get uh, your implants done. So one week out from your surgery, you're going to start massaging your breasts. Your doctor will tell you how to massage them. So you usually prep, like push on the top of the implant. You'll push it down. You push it back up. Push it down. Push it back up. I'm doing looks it. Looks like now. you're milking a cow, kind of. Literally, looks like you're milking yourself. But you want to do this constantly after you do your procedure because the more you massage, the quicker your breasts will drop, and the quicker they drop, the more and the softer they will feel. Exactly. Yeah, I know that Nicolette's took a little longer to drop and yeah. feel soft. I don't think she was that great with massaging. No, I didn't have anybody to massage for me. <laughs> Luckily, you guys have boyfriends who could massage your breasts, like, free of charge. I know. He was weird about it. He didn't like the way they felt at first because they were so hard. He was, like, freaked out by it. And I think he didn't want to... Like, hurt you. Yeah. Um, I feel like it takes longer for them to drop when you don't have as much breast tissue. So you really do want to massage, especially for her and Nicolette. It's very, very important. Jenna, do you feel like yours have dropped fully? I do. I think the last one has some to go. Because yeah. I just um, FaceTimed Anna the other day because I was like, I think that my nipples are lopsided a little. But <laughs> I think it's because... One is dropping sooner than the other. Are you yeah. right-handed? I am. So that's probably why. Usually your stronger hand drops sooner than your weaker hand. But that makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, wait. I think it's opposite. So I was wrong. Okay, so it's the right... So whatever you write with, that's going to drop slower because you're using more motion. And when you rest and relax, it yeah, drops exactly. faster. Yep. So... Yes. So, yeah, guys, there you have it. All about Jenna's experience. And how do you feel now? You said you feel great, right? I feel so good now. I feel like I do have to adjust my mindset that I am um, no longer a certain size and I have to up my size. So that's, like, an adjustment in myself. I ordered, like, $200 worth of dresses after return. Mm, but <laughs> everything else feels, like, great. I can sleep on my stomach. I feel, like, totally normal. I'm very happy with them, and I'm, I'm really glad I did it. So rate it. One out of ten, what would you rate your experience and how you feel now? My experience, I would rate a seven because I hate being inconvenienced, and it's <laughs> a lot of, like, yeah. Can, like, with my purse, stupid, stupid things that I wasn't, like, ready <laughs> to like wrap my brain around I'd ask for help for the first month yeah but now that it's all said and done and I'm like over that hump I rate the experience a 10 at this point like I I'm happy with the whole thing good well thanks for being on we appreciate you taking time out of your precious day I hope we didn't inconvenience you too much I'm just kidding <laughs> but thanks for having me on oh of course I we were saying how once you're out of it you kind of completely forget everything you went through so we really wanted to have you on especially sooner than later since it's still fresh in your mind and you kind of just went through it yeah exactly I well, agree love you girl we'll talk soon right. okay Thank you. Bye.
All right, beauties. So, Jenna's really great to have on, right? I know. I love her. I love her. I love her energy, And I love too. that I was her muse and her ideal of she the best. Re- you really were. Um, she just kept saying, like, I just want to be like Nicolette. I just want to be like Nicolette. Uh-huh. I'm like, you don't want to be like my boobs? You don't like them? I'm just well, kidding. We're more similar in structure, no, I guess, of course. when it comes to being petite up top. Talking shit. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> so, Anna, what are we going to talk about next? You know. It's our, our favorite part. Ooh. It's celeb gossip. So recently when we were away, we were in Mexico and I was showing Nicolette that I saw about Kendall Jenner's before and after. Incredible. It's amazing. And I think this is like the theme of... She fooled us all. She really did. I think this is the theme of this podcast. Like you don't... This episode at least. You don't have to want to go huge to get breast implants. Like she was just extremely flat and she really just slightly enhanced herself, but she looks so good like she looks very natural she doesn't look like she's overdone you couldn't even tell that she did her breasts until you see the befores so I think she's just like a great example of someone who didn't really necessarily go too big and just kind of wanted to slightly enhance themselves to feel more comfortable I really love it for her I do too and you know what prior to me having my breasts on like when I did fluctuate with weight I felt I always fluctuated in my upper portion so my breasts mm-hmm. me too having my breasts on I never have to worry about exactly. that and I love it me too me like too. I could literally eat and feel so freaking bloated but at least my boobs still look good or That's I could it. be depressed and upset about life and my boobs still look good and I'll be like you know my well, life sucks but at least my boobs look good yeah the one thing I will say the only downside I would say is that now like my boobs always grow when I have my period but now since I have my implants and I do have a bit, little bit of a bigger implant like sometimes I really can't fit in my bras on my period really like I'm wearing like like well not I don't have my period right now but I just love these little bralettes because I just I don't like the feeling of underwire but that's what I kind of well, live Well, for me, of. in the beginning, when I first had my breasts on, the only way I knew my period was coming, I don't track my period because I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. I know. She keeps asking me, when is it coming? I said, oh, Me and Anna have the same cycle, so yeah. I'm always dependent on other people to know when my period's she's, coming. She's a week off for me, so she's usually the week... Like, when I'm ending it, she's starting it. So, I used to get, you know, bigger breasts. When my mm-hmm. period would come, I'd feel, like, swollen in my nipples or, like, very tender. Yeah. I really don't have that feeling anymore. Well, I just have a lot of breast tissue, so my breast tissue is still yeah. going to grow. Yeah. But, yeah, beauty. So, that kind of wraps it up for today. Yeah. Let us know if you have any questions, if there's anything. I mean, you guys asked to hear about this, so let us know if there's anything we didn't touch base on, anything else you want to know about, because we are here for you, like always. Of you know? course, boo-boo, we're here, and we're going to give you all the facts. The facts, all the tea, too. Well... You know what to do. You can, first of all, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it. Rate us five stars because we need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, go follow Beauty Talk on Instagram. It's at B-E-A-U-T-E-A dot talk on Instagram. And then on our Instagram, you will find our handles in the bio. Go follow and like us too. Love you guys. And if you want to see our boobies, you can go see it on there. There you go. See you guys next week. Bye, beauties. Bye, beauties.